You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. That was Merrick Garland earlier today at a press briefing given to the press corps of the Department of Justice. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get into the stories today, we have a lot to get to. This is pretty much a special report about this insane raid. It was an incredible trump on our on our justice system. They they trumped our justice system. They don't care. It's actually sad. But before we get into that, the best way to support our program, if you want to actually financially help support us, if you can, it would be greatly appreciated. That's patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash GOP Josh. It is as little as $3 a month and the best way to support our program. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh, patreon.com slash GOP Josh. Also, our our website, if you want to read my latest opinion article, also about this Mar-a-Lago raid is gopjosh.com, uh, redfutureradio.com for everything about the program, as well as the Samuel McGuire show, the, the, the best program on the network. He just interviewed Tori Maris for Secretary of State of Ohio. It's a great interview. Got about 10,000 views on Rumble. It was doing incredible numbers. It was an incredible interview. So make sure you listen to that. Redfutureradio.com slash TSMS for that direct link. My program is at uh, redfutureradio.com slash TCC. And if you want to call in and contribute to the program, either listening live or on the VOD, on the podcast, you can listen 57-GOP-JOSH-7, 574-675-6747, leave a voicemail or a text message to the program. Message and data rates to apply, see Carrier for details. So so we're going to start, I, I just kind of want to monologue a little bit about how, how insane this raid was. As one of my favorite on-air hosts, uh, Todd Starn, said on his program today, it was a Pre-dawn, guns drawn raid. And it was true. They had 30 armed agents, FBI agents, outside of the Mar-a-Lago home of President Trump who, who took nine hours of their day raiding looking for a few pages of paper. That's all what it boiled down to was a few pages missing from the National Archives. Which I don't know how often you and I miss, or you misplace paper, but I print out all my stories, stories here for the program and I'll print it out three minutes later. Where did that go? Where would that piece of paper go? I can't find it. So it's pretty easy to do, especially if you are the president and you are insanely stressed, busy. Misplacing something is is light work. It's pretty easy to do. But they took nine hours and raided through the first lady or former first lady's closet, her personal wardrobe, during this this raid, this nine hour raid of Mar-a-Lago, unprecedented by every 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 definition of the word. And they took a dozen boxes uh, that this story says it was about 10 boxes of material after the Monday search. I want to know that they took some material. They took 10 boxes of material. But how many boxes did they leave? Or what did they put inside those boxes? And what recording devices did they leave afterwards? Because I'm not buying this whole, well, they just went in and looked around and left. They, they, they went in, looked for a couple things, and then, and then left. And I'm not buying that. It's really not going to fly with me and the majority of conservatives. But I want to hop right into the story now. 
Federal agents took about a dozen boxes from Mar-a-Lago. This is from Meredith McGraw and Maya Ward from Politico. Federal agents removed about a dozen boxes of materials from former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate and issued a warrant indicating the search pertained to a possible violation surrounding classified information in the Presidential Records Act. A Trump lawyer confirmed to Politico on Tuesday. Now, I know Joe Biden is supposed to be this nice guy. He's supposed to be the guy that everyone looks up to because he's so kind and he's so generous and he loves chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. But do you think that Joe Biden would have let Donald Trump into the White House after his presidency? He would have let him in and even take things out of the White House. Do you really believe that would have happened? Now, I personally can't see Joe Biden or his handlers letting Donald Trump into the White House to take boxes, 15 boxes, by the way. You can't just carry that out and then leave. I really don't buy that. And and if this was pre-Biden, if this was before his presidency that this happened and Donald Trump was still president, well, well, frankly, folks, he has the right to declassify anything at any time. The president has that right. And so if he if he left a, a 15 boxes and took them with him, he could have declassified them. I'm not sure if there's a form or a process for that, but he could have very well declassified any piece of material he, he wanted. That's part of the president's job. He could have declassified everything about the Clintons if he wanted to, and I wish he would have. I think he was saving that for his last day in office for his second term, which will happen in about 2029, his last day would. News of the specifics of the search were first reported by the Wall Street Journal, which wrote that agents walked away with roughly 10 boxes of materials after the Monday search. The details add an additional layer of intrigue to the storyline that has sparked outrage among Trump allies and raised eyebrows within the legal community. The former president has called the search unprecedented and politically motivated, but experts on national security law have cautioned that FBI would not have undertaken such a high-stakes move without firm belief that a possible criminal violation was at issue. Trump wasn't at Mar-a-Lago. It was Eric Trump who was there and actually alerted his father about the raid. And they were mandated to, to turn the cameras off. I don't know if they did, but to actually turn the security cameras off. And I hope they didn't, but they were... Supposedly mandated, they had to turn the cameras off. You, you couldn't record them. So how do we know what they left there? Or how do we know they didn't open the box, put something that they brought with them in, closed the box, and carried it out? Reminder, this is Biden's Justice Department. This is Biden's FBI. Who doesn't, who, who don't believe in equal protection under the law by any any phrase of the word, any definition of the word. And frankly, this is unprecedented by every every standard, like I said. We, we don't know why this happened. There, there's no clear reason. The Presidential Records Act is a, is a dumb excuse. They could have easily called the Secret Service because Trump still has Secret Service detail. He's a former president, whether the left likes it or not. Could have called Secret Service. Hey, uh, Mr. Secret Service agent uh, working for the 45th or whatever his Secret Service term is. We're looking for a few papers. Do you know if he has them? Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, do you have classified papers? Uh, yeah, you can have them. That simple, that easy. Or they could have called someone on the Trump team, whatever the proper way to do it would be. This is not the proper way. Going in and breaking into Mar-a-Lago and seizing a dozen boxes or just under a dozen boxes is not the proper way to do it. 
Trump lawyer Christina Bob flushed out other details surrounding the case. She said that Florida magistrate judge Bruce Reinhart signed off on the warrant that allowed FBI agents to search Trump residence in Florida. Agents searched multiple areas of the property, Bob told Politico, but you could not verify where the materials were confiscated from. Uh, Lindsay Halligan, another Trump attorney, also confirmed to Politico she was president, uh, present at Mar-a-Lago for the search. And that is a great transition to our next story about the judge that signed off. Christina Bob said it was Judge Bruce Reinhart. He is a Florida magistrate judge. And if you don't know much about Bruce, which I didn't know before this incident, he is a former attorney, obviously, like most judges are. I think that's one of their requirements to be a judge is you had to be an attorney or have some sort of law degree. He represented employees of Jeffrey Epstein. He, he left the Justice Department to represent employees of Jeffrey Epstein. This is from the National Pulse's Nas, uh, Natalie Winters. Judge Bruce Reinhart, who is reportedly the most likely judge behind the warrant authorizing a raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, is a former attorney who represented employees of convicted sex offender and notorious pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. The National Pulse can reveal. Or reveal. Uh, the National Pulse can also reveal that Judge Reinhart has donated to the campaigns of former President Barack Obama and Jeb Bush. He donated $1,000 to Barack Obama, $500 to Jeb Bush. The news outlet linked to the establishment in Washington, D.C. Politico named Reinhart in their morning email on Tuesday, 9th of July, or 9th of August, I'm sorry, 2022. As reported by the Miami Herald, Judge Reinhart began representing Epstein's employees on January 2nd, 2008, just one day after departing the U.S. Attorney's Office, where he served as an assistant U.S. attorney closely involved on the convicted pedophile's case. Accused of leveraging inside information about Epstein's investigation to curry favor with Epstein in 2011, he was named a prosecutor who allegedly violated the rights of an underage girl whom Epstein solicited sex from in the Crime Victim Rights Act lawsuit. Reinhardt appears to have exploited his role in the U.S. Attorney's Office to launch a private criminal defense practice, according to the Miami Herald. And there is a segment from the Miami Herald. If you want to read the whole article, it is down in the show notes below. Reinhardt insisted that he never represented Epstein himself. Only Epstein's pilots, his scheduler, Sarah Kellen, and Nadia Markakova, described by some victims as Epstein's slave. Reinhardt also participated in Newsmax issues, appearing er, Newsmax interviews. I'm sorry, appearing to defend Epstein by downplaying allegations of the financer and his associates soliciting underage prostitutes. Reinhardt donated twice to Obama's campaign, totaling two thousand dollars. I'm sorry. He donated to the Trump of, uh, of donated to the campaign of Trump rival Jeb Bush in 2015. So he is not a pro-Trump guy, and I believe he has leveraged his position to play with him favorably and play his politics and play his his donors, whoever pays him, say, uh, by a, by a bigly amount. And it's just absolutely disgusting what he did, and it was purely partisan. There there was no justice behind this this raid by the Justice Department. At all. It's completely wrong. And it's just not equal protection under the law. He does not believe in that. Uh, he's believed to sign off on, on the warrants. A, a source said FBI agents obtained a search warrant from the federal magistrate judge in West Palm Beach. Politico explained that the, th- that the three magistrate just- judges in that office, the two recent warrant applications, both of which were assigned by, to Reinhardt, were entered into the system on Monday. The subject of the warrants, however, remains sealed. And we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. But I want to talk more about... Um, Bruce Reinhardt after the break as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. (laughs) 
This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. 57GOP Josh 7 is our phone number. 574-675-6747. Email the program, josh at gopjosh.com. If you're interested on coming on the program, redfuture at gopjosh.com is the proper email for that. If you're a candidate, put GOP Josh in the segment line or in the subject line. So, so a little bit about Bruce Reinhardt for those just joining us. He is a judge who signed off on the Trump warrant for his Mar-a-Lago raid, and he represented Jeffrey Epstein's clients during his trials. If you are a, a judge who has donated to political campaigns, and the opponent or the candidate in one of those campaigns is before you, you should recuse yourself. He donated to Trump, uh, Trump's opponent, Jeb Bush, in 2015. He obviously had stakes against Donald Trump financially. He should not have been in the place to raid and allow a raid into Trump's home. It's, it's that plain, that simple. And I have a feeling more will come out about him and his links to Epstein here very soon. But I digress, and we are going to move on because we have a lot to get to on the program today. Garland, uh, Attorney General Garland, I'm going to play that clip again from his statement today. But he did a press briefing during the uh, the day today at about 3.30. I'm going to play that clip right now. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. So he wants the Justice Department, or I'm sorry, he wants the federal court to unseal the warrant the FBI used to search the Mar-a-Lago estate of former President Donald Trump. Merrick Garland said Thursday, acknowledging extraordinary public interest in the case about classified records. The request is striking because such documents traditionally remain sealed during a pending investigation. But the Justice Department appeared to recognize that its silence since the search had created a vacuum for bitter verbal attacks by Trump and his allies, and Garland wanted to provide the FBI side for what led to the action. If you if you remember correctly, the initial reports and statements from the Department of Justice said they had no clue and they didn't want to comment. Merrick Garland himself, the attorney general, signed off on this raid by himself and approved it. Just want to put that out there. The public's clear and powerful interest in understanding what occurred under these circumstances weighs heavily in the favor of unsealing, said a motion filed in federal court on Florida in Florida today seeking the unsealing. Should the warrant be released, the request is now with the judge, and Trump can object to disclose potentially unflattering information about the former president and his handling of sensitive government documents right as he prepares for another run for the White House. During his successful 2016 campaign, he pointed frequently to an FBI investigation into his Democratic opponent, Hillary Clinton, over whether she mishandled classified information. And I wonder if, put in the same place, if Judge Bruce uh, Bruce Reinhardt, or whatever his last name was, I I don't even remember now, Reinhardt, yeah. If he would sign off on a warrant allowing her raid. I know he wouldn't be in that position because she doesn't live in the in the great free state of Florida. But if she did, I wonder how he would rule, and I bet it wouldn't be in the favor of the raid. It is unclear at this point how much information would be included in the documents if made public or if they would encompass an FBI affidavit that would presumably lay out a detailed factual basis for the search. To obtain a search warrant, federal authorities must prove the, to a judge that probable cause exists to believe that a crime was committed. 
Neither Trump nor the FBI has said anything about what documents the FBI might have recovered, but the former president complained anew on Thursday about the search, obviously because his personal privacy was was thrown out the window. You must have a reason for search and seizure. And I believe that these warrants should, should possibly come out in some scenario. I think it should be Trump's decision. That's obvious, obviously a warrant about him. And I believe it should be kept private until the investigation is over. But if there's a true reason for this warrant, it, would it really have been this private so far? If you really think about it, why, why at any point would, would this not have been leaked somehow? We leaked a Supreme Court decision that this hasn't been leaked to the public yet. And I've been following this as close as possible. To this story about anything that might come out and get deleted in a couple seconds, I've been trying to follow. Obviously not when I'm on air, but outside of that, and my team is checking it in the background as well. But it's it's just weird how private it's been and how closed up it's been. This is an unprecedented attack on the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And it's because he's the former president who's possibly a 2024 contender for president that this is so terrible. And they stole the first election. They're going to steal it again by trying to stop him from running. And I want to put a tweet. Let me let me see if I can find this tweet now. I meant to grab it before the program, but I forgot. I believe it for, was from Mike Lee, who was in Congress. My, not Mike Lee. It was from some member of former member of Congress, maybe current. I don't really remember. But he said something about Donald Trump's trial, which is very, very true and very possible. And it's it's just sad. He said that I, I can't find the tweet now. He said that. Um, Trump will be indicted and he will be found guilty because it will be a DC jury that it happens in. He will be found in a DC jury to be guilty because a DC jury will never acquit a white man. They will never acquit a Republican white man, especially not Donald Trump. Even if the crimes were not committed, just look at what happened with Steve Bannon. Let's look at what happened with Steve Bannon in Austin, which is a similar voting block to D.C. Look at how they treated Alex Jones. And that's, that I go into that in my opinion article as well, gopjosh.com, for that. But it, it's it's simply a political attack. If, if, it, if he wasn't going to run for president, if he would retire like Barack Obama or George Bush or George Bush before him, he would not be under attack. He would not be under persecution. They'd let him go play golf for however long he wanted. But I really want to know. Let's see if I can find this this segment right here because it went under it pretty well. Can I find this story here? can't remember what story it was in where they, they mentioned what they took. I have so many stories here on, on our news desk, that, news desk that I can't really find it. But they took cocktail napkins. They took menus for the Trump restaurant or the, the Mar-a-Lago restaurant, which is just irrelevant to the entire trial. Completely irrelevant, completely pointless. Here it is. Uh, it's in our next story about uh, from the National Review. A source told the Washington Post that an inventory of unclassified items in the recovered boxes is 100 pages long. Recovered items that were improperly taken to Mar-a-Lago include a cocktail napkin, a birthday dinner menu, a phone list, charts, slide desks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, schedules, and more, according to the report. It sounded to me like Donald Trump wanted a scrapbook, if we're being honest. They recovered an item that was a cocktail napkin, 
a birthday dinner menu. How heartless are these people? And I'm not even trying to take this from the perspective that Donald Trump should be allowed to do whatever he wants when he's president. But this is really just seems to be memories of his presidency. I mean, a cocktail napkin, a birthday dinner menu. He only had four of those in the White House. A phone list. Talking points, uh, schedules. What What is that important for? And if the, if the National Archive wants a copy uh, of Donald Trump's birthday dinner menu, they can make a copy. They can run it through a copy machine. I'm sure they have a copier at Mar-a-Lago. But if you are in the position, you are an FBI agent, and you're in there for nine hours, and all you can find is a cocktail napkin and a birthday dinner menu, just give up, to be honest. But that's unbelievable to me. They took a cocktail napkin and a dinner menu. Schedules and talking points. Are these schedules the same as, as Biden's? You can't tell me Biden does the same amount of work as Donald Trump in a day. Biden probably goes to sleep at at 7 o'clock in the evening and wakes up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Trump slept for maybe four hours a day at max. So the schedules aren't the same. There's no sort of risk with Trump having the schedule. He's not going to assassinate Joe Biden. I don't believe anyone's going to. They couldn't even try with how much security there is nowadays. And simply, it's it's just seemed to be taking a lot of personal things that Donald Trump had from his time in the White House as memories. And memories aren't a bad thing to have. And if, if he wasn't going to run for president in 2024, if it hasn't been pretty clear that he's going to run, none of this would have ever been taken. It's that simple, that plain. This would have never happened. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Sorry about that early break. I just had a a terrible coughing fit that wouldn't sound appropriate over the air. But if if you're just joining us after the break, we are talking about the classified information that was taken from from Mar-a-Lago in this raid, supposedly classified. And I want to rename, re- reread this part of the article. We're going to read the whole article in just a minute. A source told the Washington Post that an inventory of unclassified items in the recovered boxes is 100 pages long. Recovered items that were improperly taken to Mar-a-Lago include a cocktail napkin, a birthday dinner menu, a phone list, charts, slide desks, letters, or slide decks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, schedules, and more according to the report. And call into the program if you'd like, 57GOPJosh7. You can leave a voicemail if you're listening to the podcast. Why does the, the, the FBI need a cocktail napkin and a birthday dinner menu from the Trump White House days? Are they planning to have a dinner with Joe Biden pretty soon and, and it's their birthday and they want to see what they're, they're having for dinner? Want to see what how nice the cocktail napkins are so they can dress appropriately? I mean, they're going to the White House. But let's talk about this story because it's Josh Hawley, who, who wants a, a fellow Josh, by the way, which we might be having a fellow Josh on the program here pretty soon from the state of Ohio, and not Mandel, not not the the Mandel, but not J.P. Mandel. Senator Josh Hawley said Tuesday that Attorney General Merrick Garland must resign or be impeached after the FBI raided former President Donald Trump's personal residence at Mar-a-Lago. 
quote, the raid by former president or for uh, the raid by Joe Biden's FBI on the home of a former president who is also Biden's chief, uh, chief political opponent is an unprecedented assault on democratic norms and the rule of law. Hawley tweeted on Tuesday, Biden has taken a republic into dangerous waters. At a minimum, Garland must resign or be impeached. He added, their search warrant must be published. FBI Director Christopher Wray must be removed and the FBI reformed top to bottom. We should just abolish the FBI for being honest at this point. Trump released a statement on Monday saying federal agents raided his private residence despite him having cooperated with authorities for months to return documents he allegedly took from the White House after his turn. His term, I'm sorry. The National Archives and Record Administration recovered 15 boxes of records in January, including items, quote, marked as classified national security information, unquote. A source told the Washington Post that an inventory of unclassified items in the recovered boxes is 100 pages long. Recovered items that were prop- improperly taken to Mar-a-Lago included cocktail napkin, a birthday dinner menu, a phone list, charts, slide decks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, schedules, and more, according to the report. The warrant for the search was reportedly obtained by Bruce A. Reinhardt, like I mentioned before in the program. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. Trump said in that statement that came out on Monday, which we read here on the program, Republican lawmakers blasted the unprecedented raid on a former president's home. Let's see if we have more of those quotes here. Kevin McCarthy said, pledged to conduct immediate oversight of the Department of Justice if Republicans claim the majority in the House in the 2022 midterms. He said, I've seen enough. The Department of Justice has reached an intolerable state of weaponized uh, politicization. When Republicans take back the House, we will conduct an immediate oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. Now, I have a a poll, which will be in our Discord server. You can find that in the show notes below. Do you believe, it'll be in the audience poll section when you join, do you believe that Kevin McCarthy will will follow through on his word? Maybe you'll be able to press yes or no, or you can call in and, and answer the question. 5-7-G-O-P-Josh-7, do you believe Kevin McCarthy is going to follow through on his word? Because Kevin McCarthy has been no better than the left when it comes to promises made, promises kept. Or I should say promises made, promises broken. And so I don't believe this will this will happen, especially not under, under his leadership. He, there's no way he should be the Republican majority leader anymore. But he, he if he does this, that'd give me a, an immense amount of respect for him. Leave no stone unturned. Preserve your documents and clear your calendar. I wonder if they'll seize a cocktail napkin and a birthday dinner menu from the Department of Justice. I'd like to see one of their birthday dinner menus and see how overpaid they are when it comes to celebrating their birthday. And the FBI does not stop. They they really don't. Scott Perry, who is a representative, the, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, I believe. He is a member, at least. He was in the beginning... And took over as the group leaders at the beginning of the year. He had the his cell phone, his personal, I believe, cell phone, confiscated by the FBI. You can't make this up. They don't stop. And this goes into my opinion article the, uh, that I released the other day. Is they simply don't stop. Perry, in an, an exclusive statement, told Fox News on Tuesday that while traveling with his family earlier in the day, he was approached by three FBI agents who handed him a warrant and requested that he turn over his cell phone. Uh, the confiscation of a congressman's personal phone comes one day after the FBI agent searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. This morning, while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer, who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if it was, that was their wish. 
I'm outraged, though not surprised, that the FBI, under the direction of Merrick Garland's DOJ, would seize the phone of a sitting member of Congress. My phone contains in- if you info about my legislative and political activities and personal and private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. What are we going to do about this? For too long, for too, for, for too long, simply, we have done nothing about the outrageous assault that the FBI has been doing. They've been doing it for, for millions of Americans, tracking them down if they step foot th- within 30 feet of, of Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Jeremy Majewski's mentioned, mentioned it on my program. Uh, Neil Peterson mentioned it on my program. They were both contacted about their involvement on January 6th. They tracked down Scott Perry, who was with his family, traveling with his family in a private travel, it sounds like, to confiscate his cell phone and another seizing, and they destroyed President Trump's home and his personal sovereignty. When are we going to say that's enough? What do they have to do in the FBI, in this Department of Justice, to where we say that's enough? We're done. We're done with your, with your overreach. We're done with your tyranny. We're done with your lack of privacy. We have a right to privacy in the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. When are we going to say we're done? When are we going to say it's over? Turning over a personal cell phone, confiscating it, not turning it over. It was confiscated while he was out with his family. He wasn't on Capitol Hill talking on it, and they they said, like, don't don't break the rules. Give me your phone. You're, You're on the hill. Not that that's a rule anyway, but you know what I'm saying. He wasn't threatening the FBI. It was his personal cell phone and they confiscated it and took it away. With a warrant. Instead of contacting his lawyer who had handed over. When do we give up? Or not give up, I'm sorry. When do, when do we do the opposite of, of giving up? When do we take forward? When do we go forward and take this, this country back? Because we've been under this tyranny for too long, simply. Too long. How, how much longer are we, are, we, are we going to allow this to happen? What else do they have to do? Because they're not going to stop until Trump's in cuffs or worse. They're not going to stop until all dissent media is off the air. So when are we going to stop? Or I should say, when are we going to start? Start fighting back. And now we just have a flat-out liar in the White House. And they say Trump lied a bunch. I, I have a lie right here. With the White House claiming that Biden was not aware of Trump's raid before it happened. This is a short article from the Daily Wire. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre denied that the White House knew about the FBI raid on former President Donald Trump's home during a Tuesday press briefing claiming that the President Joe Biden was not given any notice beforehand. I'm sorry. I'm stopping right there. Merrick Garland is buddy-buddy with with the Bidens, the Clintons, the Obamas. They knew. Just like, just like Biden didn't know about Hunter Biden's business dealings, right? The press secretary responded to reporter questions about the Monday raid by insisting that such investigations should be free from political influence. Asked if the White House was concerned about the appearance of an attack on another president, Karine Jean-Pierre, said that Biden has been unequivocal in his belief of the rule of law and refused to comment on any ongoing investigations from here. And to Republicans who say it reeks of politics, asked a reporter, Karine Pierre said that, or Jean Pierre, 
said that the White House learned just like the American public did yesterday, adding, and we did not have any advance notice of this activity. Whatever. I don't buy it. I I don't, I I simply don't buy what Corinne Jean-Pierre has to say, what the White House has to say, what Jen Psaki had to say before her. Because it's all fake, it's all a lie, and it's all disinformation to try to get us to stop and try to get us to, oh, we believe you, Mr. Biden. Go eat your chocolate chocolate chip on vacation, which we're not going to get to in this episode, I don't believe. Oh, we do. We have that story. Okay. Go eat your chocolate chocolate chip on your South Carolina beach vacation, Mr. Biden. We believe you. No, it's it's simply, for lack of a better, um, what's the word when you, like, abbreviation it's bc simply that's all it is i i don't buy anything that Corinne jean here has to say i don't buy anything that jen Psaki has to say i don't buy anything that joe biden has to say if you're telling me they didn't know about the attack on his biggest political opponents of all time i don't buy it it's just it can't be true and they're trying again in the New York uh, uh, area where, where they're putting him under investigation for supposedly misevaluating his real estate company and his buildings to try to get cheaper taxes, to try to get better loans. And Trump took the Fifth Amendment 440 times in that trial. Under the advice of my counsel, I decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. The former Manhattan mogul said in a statement after exercising his right against self-incrimination. According to one of Trump's attorneys, the only question the ex-president answered willingly was to acknowledge his name. A spokesperson for James confirmed that Trump took the fifth without elaborating. The grilling included questions about the valuations of various Trump organization properties and golf clubs, mortgages, loans, and the size of Trump's apartments, said Ron Fischetti, a lawyer for Trump. Trump has repeatedly denounced political uh, opponents and associates who take the fifth, noting that mobsters and guilty people evoke the right uh, to avoid incriminating themselves. And he simply has that right, just like everyone else. He can say what he has to say about it, but he has that right to stop it and stop the prosecution like anyone else. And he did that, and I applaud him for doing that. Using your rights is not a bad thing. And we're going to move on to one last story before the break, very quickly, about Joe Biden going to South Carolina for vacation. Finally, over its coronavirus infection, President Joe Biden arrived in South Carolina on Wednesday to spend most of the week next week on Cuyahoga Island, an oceanfront golf resort he has visited in the past. Oh, no, he's going to golf. Where's resist libs or the Occupy Democrats now when Joe Biden's going golfing? He was greeted by hundreds of people, including mostly supporters who lined the street with American flags and other signs, including some that were critical. It was the site of Phil Milka's son's 2021 victory in the PGA Championship and the U.S. team's 1991 victory over Europe in the Ryder Cup. He has not been to Kiowa Island Island since taking office in January 2021. He was a regular visitor to the island as vice president. He is joined by Joe Biden and some other family members. Uh, They're staying at a home on the island. He has just got over COVID. He still has a cough. Good for Biden. But, But right now, Trump is being unfairly prosecuted Scott Perry is being unfairly prosecuted and Biden refuses to say anything he's going to go eat chocolate chocolate chip on a beach with Jill the lack of leadership this man shows is unmatched and people say Trump showed no leadership in COVID 
showed a lot more than Joe Biden, showed a lot more than this guy right now. When the actual true president of the United States, Donald Trump, is under prosecution, Biden is silent on an island in South Carolina. And we all need breaks, we all need vacations, but right now is the worst possible time. His tone deafness is just, it's, it's loud, I can hear it, how tone deaf he is. It's unbelievable that that is the president of the United States. When we return, a non-Trump-related, and it's still Trump-related, everything in the media is Trump-related, about Liz Cheney and Harriet Hagman, a commercial Harriet Hagman is running. It's a great commercial. We're going to talk about that really quickly after the break here on the Red Future Radio Network with the Conservative Crusaders. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. There's been an awful lot of noise this election. Candidates attacking each other, making things up, desperate for attention. Liz Cheney, she's made her time in Congress and this election all about her. Well, it's not about her. It's about you. Wyoming deserves a voice in Congress to fight for our values, our way of life. I'm Harriet Hageman. I approve this message because I want to fight for you. That is the commercial that every pro-Trump candidate with his endorsement needs to run across the country. Pro-Trump Tim Michaels won his primary in Wisconsin. And he could have ran the same ads about Rebecca Kleefish, who I'm glad lost. Carrie Lake could have done the same thing about Rob Robeson, uh, Blake Masters and his primary opponents, uh, Mark Burnovich, whatever the other one's name was. Eric Schmidt could have done the same thing if he had time. Obviously, the endorsement of whichever Eric he endorsed was awfully late. So that should be the framework of every political ad here here, here and forth. Let me see if I can download this ad or if I have to just see it. No, I can't download it, but I'll post the link in the show notes below to the NBC article I sourced it from. Just scroll down a little bit. It should pop up with a little photo. Let me see what the photo is just so... With Liz Cheney, actually. So you can pop it up, watch the ad, see the visuals, see how simple it is. Gives me kind of Blake Masters vibes with, with his ads and how great he did his. Just just a video of him. Uh, Harriet Hagman was just her. It was pretty cool. It was just her sign hanging up on the side of a windmill. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm a big political ad fan. So that that was pretty cool. For Of Harriet Hagman, it was a great ad. And I hope she wins. Her primary is very soon. One week before the primary, this ad was released. So that was two days ago. So it's next Tuesday. If you're in Wyoming, like 0.1% of our listeners are in Wyoming because we don't have a a station in Wyoming. If you're in Wyoming, make sure you vote for Harriet Hagman in the primary. I'm not endorsing her, but I'm I'm just saying she is the better of the candidates, Harriet Hagman, out of the two. And so, yeah, it's a great ad. You'll probably see it across your TV if you do live in Wyoming because simply... She is, she's able to explode the TV with like $30 and you're on every TV in Wyoming. But I digress. That is the ad I wanted to play. The only non-Trump story pretty much of the show today. And I'm sorry it was all about one topic. But when there's such a major attack on our institutions, a major attack on our country, such as that raid, well, frankly, we, we have to talk about it. And the planted evidence, I didn't even talk about that, I don't believe. 
the, the evidence they probably planted in Mar-a-Lago. Because simply they had they had no, no no visibility. No one could watch. What did they really do? What did they really do? And we'll truly never know unless they prosecute Trump on something he's never heard of, which is very possible. But I digress. On today's episode, thank you for tuning in. We talked about a lot. You can find everything in the show notes below. Patreon is in the show notes below as well. Please support the program that way. It is greatly appreciated. But this program, if I have anything to do with it, will always be free. Call into the program 57GOPJosh75746756747. GOPJosh.com, RedFutureRadio.com, Josh at GOPJosh.com is always to contact the program. So make sure you do that. Your participation is greatly appreciated. And that's it. My name is JP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Very glad to be with you all today. And I'll see you all next Monday. My name is JP Josh. And stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 